How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we've got a good buddy of mine on the show, Jackson Milan, also known as The Wealth Mentor. He's spent the last 10 years shaking up the wealth industry and proving what a real wealth coach and strategic advisor should do. Uh, having crafted his own values-based advice model, Jackson has worked to shift control back into the hands of the people when it comes to working towards achieving true financial freedom. Uh, so Jackson has built multiple, multiple seven-figure businesses, is an international best-selling author in eight countries, and has personally coached over 1,000 clients toward their goals and objectives and aims to change the lives of thousands more uh, over the years ahead. In this episode, you're going to love this episode. We dig into the difference between working for money and money working for you. We talk about the four stages of building true financial freedom, the biggest entrepreneurial mistake Jackson ever made in his career, uh, and the one thing that you can do today to start building towards true financial freedom. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com and grab your pre-sale copy of the Shit You Don't Learn in College book open now. Uh, everybody that buys the pre-sale copy will get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. So you'll want to head over to sydlicbook.com now and check it out. All right, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we've got my good buddy, Jackson Milan, the wealth coach, not just any wealth coach, the wealth coach on right now. So uh, Jackson, welcome to the show. Xander, thanks for having me, mate. I'm really looking forward to having a good chat with you today. Beautiful. So first question, and this is going to be really tough for all of our podcast listeners, but how do I get a beard to look that beautiful? It's, a, it's, it's the exact same thing in business. To succeed in beard growing in business is all about perseverance. So you've just got to push through, <laughs> mate. You got to push through. It takes time. Uh, the right product, maybe. Super helpful. Um, awesome, man. So Jackson, I, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot about wealth building. You've got, you've got a very unique angle on, on building wealth and doing it in a very value ba values-based way. It's not just about like hoarding money and shoving it into the, you know, under your bed and stuff like that. Um, doing it in a very purposeful manner. Um, before we dig into that, I'd love to just hear a little bit more. I mean, you and I have exchanged some some messages, but I'd love to hear a bit more about what you and your partner are doing right now, traveling Australia, 
Uh, I think you just said you just bought a farm. Like, tell me a bit about your life, because I'm just, I, I want to live vicariously through you right now. Yeah, let me take you guys back to the beginning. So I'm Jackson Milan, also known as the Wealth Mentor. I've been involved in the wealth and business strategy space for over 15 years now. And I got involved in this space because of my parents who were business owners. They worked extremely hard, um, 16 hour days for as long as I could possibly remember. But I, I remember as a kid seeing that they were working so hard, but they didn't really have much to show for it. And they always said to me, Jackson, if you want to be successful in life and in business, you've got to work hard. But it just didn't make sense. Because I'm like, why are you working so hard and you're, you're struggling to make ends meet? And what I come to realize is that they were working for money as opposed to money working for them. So I got yeah. started in this industry and I started training to become a financial advisor. And I very quickly realized that the industry was all about selling commission-based products to people like my parents who really didn't need them. And it was it really upset me because I thought I'd made a big mistake. But what I just come to realize is that just because the industry was that way didn't mean I had to be that way. So I've been the yeah. term financial advisor and I started to design this term wealth coach, which is all about helping people understand the language of money and live financial freedom now. Because I don't know about you, Xander, but I've got no intention to wait until I'm 65 and old and gray to create financial freedom. Uh, I want to be able to have my cake and eat it too. And yeah. over the course of the last decade or so, I've scaled up a number of multi-seven-figure businesses. Uh, my latest, Aureus, we've got a team of 27. We've got 700 clients. Our business is worth over 5 mil. And I've now six months into a year traveling around Australia in a four-wheel drive with my girlfriend and now three dogs. We started the journey with two dogs and now we've got three. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've recently bought a farm in far north Queensland. Uh, so we don't do the typical finance guy stuff, I yeah. tell you that. Yeah. You're not, you're not sitting in an office dressed in a suit and, and doing, yeah, that sort of stuff right now. No. So, so I, like, I love, I love that. What, what kind of, obviously you, you saw that your parents' money wasn't working for them. They were working for money. So, so you go down this path of wanting to build a new paradigm around money. So just tell me about that for you. Like, how do we, how do we start to build financial freedom now rather than this whole, you know, save, 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 invest, invest, invest live off pennies. And then when we're 65, we can actually have the life that we want. So how does, how does that even start for someone? Yeah, I think it starts with entrepreneurship, right? Because yeah. most people get into entrepreneurship and creating a business because they want to be financially free. Maybe they've yeah. been in a corporate job, they've worked that nine to five, they've seen how much success they can create for the business they work for, and they're getting cents on the dollar. And they go, hey, if I, if I can make all this money for this other person, and I'm good at what I do, I can make more money for myself. So they go into business. But the harsh reality yeah. is that they now inherit all of these extra responsibilities. They've got to manage their taxes yeah. and cash flow and payroll and hiring and firing and all of these other all things. the shit all the shit that you didn't sign up for all the shit that you didn't think you had to do now you are the hr person the salesperson the marketer the the you know the the chief financial officer all of the above all of the above and for this reason your business now becomes the be all and end all of your existence because you have to invest so much time and energy into it yeah and the vehicle that it was supposed to be that is supposed to supercharge your trajectory to financial freedom has now become the destination and there is no end in sight beyond that destination. And the fundamental principle and the mistake that my parents made and the mistake that I've seen thousands upon thousands of business owners make is that they don't treat their business as a vehicle for wealth creation. They use it as a way for them to try and pursue this dream that they've created, but they end up just creating another job for themselves. And this is the biggest issue. Yeah. So how, how do they get out of that? cycle? How do they, how do they shift that? Yeah. So the first thing we need to do is we need to reframe the business as a vehicle. And the first thing is like, when I ask people, what does financial freedom mean? I get 
thousands upon thousands of different answers, and most of them are really vague. And I guess yeah. a question for you, Xander, like if I ask you what financial freedom means to you and, and your wife, like what, what would, how would you define it? Oh, man. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I actually feel like I already have financial freedom. Um, so I would, I would define it with all the numbers that we currently have, but I'd be able to say, I think, you know, obviously you and I have had these conversations, but I'd be able to concretely say, you know, if, if Maddie and I, even if Maddie and I were only bringing in, you know, 200,000 a year, like we don't, we don't live crazy lives. If we're bringing in 200,000 a year, we'd be, we'd be, uh, financially looked after now financial freedom, true financial freedom. I think for us comes when we're making about, you know, a half million a year, um, income wise. And that allows us to do all the things that we've ever wanted to, and then continue to have you know a certain percentage extra to give away, and a certain percentage extra to keep investing and keep growing and doing other things. So I'd say about a half million a year for us. I love that. That's awesome. And look, you've got clarity around this, but the vast majority of yeah. people, particularly business owners, don't. Um, and this is the problem, right? Financial freedom is a dream, not a goal for most people. And we need to turn it into a goal so then we can create a plan to get there. So I created a yeah. model called the F4 framework. And the F4 framework is about helping business owners create $400,000 a year or more in profit, working four days a week and 44 weeks a year, and then fast tracking their way to $4 million in net wealth. And what's really interesting, Xander, is that you're very, very close to these numbers of what you've just mentioned. The $400,000 a year allows you to live an amazing lifestyle, but also have a really good surplus so you can turn your active income into passive income. Yeah. The four days a week and 44 weeks a year is that most guys like us and entrepreneurs like us, we love our business. We don't actually want to retire. We'd go mental. So yeah. this is about having a work-life balance that's sustainable so you can work for the rest of your life if you choose to. And yeah. then... The four million net wealth should produce us about $200,000 a year in passive income. So if we did get out of bed one day and we said, hey, I actually don't want to ever work again, or I want to actually go work at a charity and donate my time or whatever that might be, you've got yeah. the ability to make that decision. And this yeah. is the framework that we help our clients implement. This, this is, this is I, I love this framework. So, so four days a week, 44 weeks a year, 400K a year, and four million net wealth, um, which like you mentioned, we're actually like, pretty, pretty close to that and doing that kind of like on our own. So, um, not really, not really thinking you, I think that was just intuitively what I felt was good. So, uh, Beautiful. thanks for the, thanks for the free coaching, Jackson. You can send That's me it, an brother. invoice. I will, I will pay that one immediately. Um, so, so I, I, I love this by the way, is kind of a goal for everybody to start to, to look forward towards. Um, let's say, let's say you are that starting entrepreneur and you are, you're, you, you've built yourself a job. You've, you've really, you know, started this thing up and maybe you're, maybe you're not making, not even making six figures yet. Like what's, what's your advice to that person? Like what are the steps that you start to go through to start to get to that point? Yeah, this is the most challenging part because we've all been there. I know you've been there, Xander. Yeah. I know I definitely have. And we end up comparing ourselves to these, these, these high flyers, right? The people that yeah. we look up to, they're the Gary V's of the world or, or all of these big name personalities. And we go, wow, how am I ever going to get from- or even, little even, not, even, not even necessarily the Gary V's, but we look on social media and we see, you know, this, this person that's, you know, maybe they're younger than us or they're, yeah. they're prettier than us and they got there faster than us. And, you know, like that's, you know, we see that too. And I think those that's are the big it. people that we compare ourselves to. It is. It's keeping up with the Joneses. And the first thing you need yeah. to do is you need to ignore everyone else and you need to run your own race. So yeah. what we need to do is I've broken our, our client's journeys into five stages. So we've got financial battle, financial comfort, financial growth, financial freedom, and financial abundance. 
and we track three commodities. We track profit, how much profit are you making in your business? We track time, how much time are you investing a year into your business? And we track wealth, how much wealth do you have outside of your business? So the first thing you need to do is you need to get from financial battle, which typically means that you are burning through cash. You're not making enough to sustain your lifestyle. So you're either racking up debts using credit cards or you're smashing your savings. And there's going to come a point where you This is the high majority of starting entrepreneurs. Correct. Your first number one goal is to get from financial battle to financial comfort, where your business allows you to produce a living wage for you to be able to maintain your lifestyle and break even, tread water. That's goal number one. So forget all the shiny objects, forget all the sexy funnels and all of these strategies that you see all of these gurus talking about. You don't don't try and go for full financial freedom right away. You don't go for financial abundance in your, you know, the first time, first time at bat. That's it. You need to make sure that we follow and all of the stuff that you teach, Sandra, all that foundational stuff that people get wrong in the beginning. They don't set the right foundation, which ends up costing them tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, implement yeah. those foundations first to get yourself from battle to comfort. Yeah. Then what's next? <laughs> so next is that once we've got that foundation, we know that we've got a solid proven business model that can produce us cash flow repeatably and that yep. allows us to maintain a comfortable lifestyle. Your next goal is to get to financial growth, which means that your business has a profit ideally at least 20%, and that that flows through to your household, allowing you to have at least a 20% surplus after you've lived your life. So for example, if you're drawing $10,000 a month out of your business net, you should be able to save at least $2,000 a month. And that 2,000, you normally suggest that 2,000 you're saving or investing or putting into something else. Yeah. Correct. Yep. So we, we follow a framework where we look to fill three buckets. We look to build an emergency fund, which should cover you for at least six months of your living expenses, just in case yep. a COVID happens or another once in a lifetime event that's just around the corner. Yeah, not, not, nothing, nothing like that's going to happen, right? No, yeah, never. World changes. <laughs> exactly. And then the next thing we look to do is we teach our clients really simple wealth creation strategies to get that money into growth assets, particularly yeah. good quality residential property and blue chip shares using index funds and ETFs. And we keep this really simple. The strategy we teach our clients takes them 30 minutes a month to implement. That's amazing. Do you guys do you guys do anything around like I know there's these hot topics around crypto and and NFTs and stuff like that. Like what are your thoughts on those? Yeah, look, I, my first book that I wrote back in 2017, I I spoke about this and I created what we call the wealth creation pyramid. And yeah. What I find, Xander, particularly entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs want to be entrepreneurs in all aspects of their life, and wealth is no <laughs> is no is no exception. And yeah. then they, we see all this sexy and sophisticated stuff, our eyes light up, right? The dopamine yeah. starts flowing, and we can see all of the money that we're going to make. But the the big problem here is that we're trying to run before we can walk. Yeah. So there's three tiers to your wealth creation pyramid. The first tier, which is our foundation. The aim of the game is for you to build wealth in blue chip assets, so good quality blue chip companies and good quality blue chip property. And we need to build enough wealth there where the passive income produced from those assets covers our fixed expenses. So let's say your rent or your mortgage and your your bills and groceries cost you five grand a month. Your first goal is to build enough wealth that produces you 5K a month of passive income. Step number one. In In that safe passive income. Correct. 
next, yeah. we've got our ascension strategy. And our ascension yeah. strategy is where we can sexy things up a little bit. So we invest in high growth companies. We maybe buy yeah. some property in gentrifying markets where the, the yeah. demographics are shifting. Maybe we can do a little bit of a renovation to add value. And the aim is in this ascension part of your strategy, this is about producing enough passive income to cover your lifestyle. So eating out, uh, going and having the experiences you want, going on the holidays you want, that kind of thing. So let's say that's three grand a month. Then the next tier is to create three grand a month of passive income. So the foundation and the ascension equals financial freedom. So the yeah. reality is if we want 200 grand a year in passive income, we need 4 mil in those two parts of our strategy. And then the top yeah. is the summit and the summit is speculative. This is where we can invest in startups and we can invest in crypto and we can do these things that are much sexier, but it's money that we can afford to lose. So it's, what we yeah, typically it's, do it's money here, that if you, if you invest it here, like it's money that you imagine is now gone if it needs to be gone. Exactly. And what we do here, Xander, is we create an allocation strategy. So we define the percentages. So maybe we put 50% in our foundation strategy, we put 30% in our ascension strategy, and then that leaves us 20% to put in speculative. And it gives yeah. us the ability to still sexy things up a little bit, but not have all of our eggs in one basket, which I see many people do. And sure, you can yeah. make it big, but you could also lose everything that you've worked so hard to build. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, question for you when it comes, when it comes to investment like this, and I know we're only, we're only at like the, what is it? The third level of that process. You know, we've got the, the battle, then we've got the comfort, uh, where are we at right now? Growth, Growth. right? Um, so we're only in the third part right now. So maybe, maybe some of this is coming up, but what, when we're talking about investing some of that stuff, how do you delineate between investing in? So, you know, the, what I call the golden goose, which is the the uh, um, you know the cash producing asset, which is the business. So yep. obviously we want to invest in the business, but like you mentioned, we also want to make sure we have that twenty percent profit that's coming back to ourselves, so that we can invest there. How do you like? How do you delineate between investing in the business so we can continue to grow our you know what Stephen Covey calls the the production capability yep. versus then pulling how much out and investing in other places? How do you how do you kind of delineate there? a really good question. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in this. And even myself, I've been caught up in this uh, in the past. And the, the, the number one fable, the fallacy that we tell ourselves and we're told in entrepreneurship is you need to reinvest back into your business. And yeah. I've seen people reinvest back into their business for 20, 30, 40 years and have very little to show for it. And more yeah. often than not, that is an excuse for poor money management in your business. Because for the vast majority of particularly service businesses, the businesses that we work with, Xander, like people that aren't, don't have huge amounts of inventory sitting in a, in a warehouse yeah. somewhere, these are people that are selling time for money. They're selling value for money. The cost to serve is relatively low. Yeah. The reality is these types of businesses can fund their own growth. And what that requires us to do is to have a forward-facing strategic plan, which basically says, hey... This is what financial freedom means to me and what I need to do to get there, to get to that $4 million net worth in, say, 10 years. Yeah. Then, this is how much personal income I need to earn to allow me to achieve that goal. This is how much profit my business needs to make to allow me to earn that amount of income and have enough means to be able to grow my business. This is how much revenue I need to produce to have that amount of profit. And that then dictates the business strategy. And by having yeah. this reverse engineered path where we link financial freedom 
personally to the things you do in your business, we're able to make sure that we get rid of the shiny objects and we only focus on the things that make the boat go faster. And in the vast yeah. majority of cases, we don't need to invest a whole lot extra in our business because we're making a yeah. business for profit. Yeah, I love that. That's a, that's a great new outlook on all of that. Um, so so we've, got, we've got the battle, we've got the comfort, we've got the growth. How do we, what's, what's next and how do we get there? Yeah, let's talk about freedom. So as we've already spoken about, Xander, financial freedom is a term that's thrown around a lot and it means something different to everyone. But I define it as really two key milestones. Milestone number one is that you own your home and it's paid off in full. Because when you can own your home and it's fully paid off, it means that you're no longer at the mercy of anyone around your fundamental needs. And further yeah. to that, your, your, takes... your safety, your Maslow's hierarchy of, of safety and security is met. Ticked. The other yeah. factor here, mate, is that that now takes a lot of pressure off your cash flow. So your needs in order for the amount of passive income that you now require can be drastically reduced. Because if you look at most people these days, Xander, people spend on average between 30 and some cases 50% of their household income on just maintaining their home. Yeah. That's a huge amount of budget that needs to be allocated to that part of your life. So we relieve that pressure. We either have more disposable income that we can use and spend on going to drinking rum out of a coconut in the Bahamas, or <laughs> we can reduce the amount we need. The second goal here is producing enough passive income for you to live the lifestyle that you want. So what we yeah. need to work out is what's the financial freedom figure for you? For guys like yeah. us, we've already spoken about, for me too, it's about 200 grand a year. Um, for you, you've said the same. For other people, it might be less, it might be more. And what that yeah. allows us to work out is how much net wealth do we actually require to be able to create that financial freedom. And once we've ticked those two boxes, financial freedom, here we come. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I love it. Beautiful. So, so let's say let's say that I'm let's say that I'm not an entrepreneur yet. Let's say that I'm in a nine to five, and I this is I'm, I'm even before that part of the battle. Is there is there anything that I can start to do today that'll really start me down that path? Is there? You know, I know, I know you do a lot of work with maybe, you know, setting the vision of where you want to get to or any actions that you can take. You know, one of my, uh, like one of, one of my go-tos that I always just recommend people as like a starting block for like finances is like the richest man in Babylon, right? Yeah. Basically just like, just take 10% of whatever you're making and put it over here. Right. And like, so, you know, is there anything that you think you, like for that person that maybe still in a nine to five, but wants to start down the path of financial freedom that they can I start think, to do? Yeah. I really think the first thing you need to get clear on is, is entrepreneurship for you. And yeah. I know that my first business I created out of a necessity and it was not yeah. a business that I was passionate about. It was about just the blind pursuit of money. And the reason for it is that I was working as an advisor at a big bank. Um, at the time, my father was diagnosed with, with stomach cancer, um, quite severe. He had to stop working. He was the primary breadwinner of, of the household. He had a, a, a homemaker wife and a school-aged daughter. I'd already left home at the time. And his income came to a grinding halt. And he didn't have the appropriate insurances to be able to, to, be able to cover for that event. So I needed to step up to the plate to save the family home. And my brilliant idea at the time, instead of going out and setting up my own advisory business, is I set up an e-commerce business selling men's fashion <laughs> online. What yeah. was I thinking? I'd never designed a piece of clothing in my life. I'd never dealt with logistics from China. I'd never set up an e-commerce store. I'd never done online marketing. Yeah. It was a business pursuit that was purely to prove my ego wrong, right? Yeah. To say, I can do this. And we had some success. We created a good business, but I hated it. I absolutely yeah. hated it. I wasn't passionate had, about it. Everything you hated your life. Yeah, exactly. And I ended up getting myself into multi six figures in bad debt. Now I had negative net wealth. 
because I'd been trying to keep the house afloat, save the, the home and pay the mortgage and fund this business that was hugely capital intensive. And I got to a point where I was at a crossroads. And I said, okay, I've got two choices here. I declare bankruptcy and I wait seven years to be able to see through the other side of this thing and hit the reset button. Or I commit to something that I'm passionate about and I earn my way out of this situation. So what I then did is I wound up my, my fashion business. I donated all of my stock to charity and I committed myself to my advisory business and my wealth coaching business 100%. And in a matter of 18 months, I'd created a seven-figure business. I'd earned my way out of paying off all of my bad debt and I had a clean slate to start with. So the most important thing is only get involved in a business that you are truly passionate about because otherwise yeah. it's going to be a grind. It's really hard. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna have obstacles. You're gonna have you're gonna get punched in the face more times than you realize. So if you're not if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're gonna stay down when you get hit in the face, right? That's it. I love that, man. I love that. Um, so let, I want to talk about some things about you. Obviously, you're 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 traveling the world right now. You're having a good time. Are you are you the type of person? And I feel like this is a lot harder when you're just constantly traveling. Um, are you the type of person that has any like morning routines or habits that really keep you going in your in your entrepreneurial mindset? Is there anything that really sticks out for you? Yeah, I think the big things I do are, are more so macro, which then influences my my short term activity yeah. and, and actions. So the, the key things that I do uh, in my own business is that every ninety days I revisit what I refer to as my twenty year roadmap. And yeah. what I basically do is I sit down with my partner, Anna, and we basically go through and map out all of our lifestyle and financial goals over 20 years. Yeah. Every time I revisit this exercise, I shift and change and evolve what I want. And what yeah. this allows me to do is to reverse engineer this into an income target, which, as I spoke about before, I turn into a profit target, my revenue target, and then my business strategy. I revisit that every 90 days. And what I yeah. also do is every single year, I write a letter to myself addressed to myself in 12 months time with all of the goals that I want to achieve over that 12 months. So I say, yeah. uh, Jackson, it's now the 9th of September, 2022, and I have achieved. And I list out my financial goals, my lifestyle goals, my business goals, um, and my, my health and fitness goals. And I review that every single month with my business partner and with my life partner. And yeah. what's really interesting is that having this top-down approach to goal setting allows me to always be focusing on the decisions that keep me on the right path. And yeah. when I first rather, started rather doing than this, getting stuck in the, rather than getting stuck in the, the minutia and the weeds. Yeah, correct. Because this, this top this top, uh, this bottom up strategy that most people use of what do I need to do next is so overwhelming. Whereas when you've got top down thinking, you go, you go from the goal and then bring that down to the fine minutiae of detail. It limits the options on the menu for you to consider because it's about what's going to keep me on the path for achieving those goals. And since doing this center, I've been able to condition myself that I now have a deep connection to my goals and I know what's possible, that I achieve 95% of all of the goals that I set out to achieve. Yeah. I, I love that. It's, it's so funny because this is something that Maddie and I do as well. We you know, every year and every quarter we review and Maddie's got her whole vision board that she has in her office. I have my yearly goals on my whiteboard over here. Um, and, and we set some weird and big and scary and crazy audacious goals. And for the last four years, every year we've accomplished about 80, 85% of them. And people are always like, how do you, like, how do you do that every year? And I'm, I tell people, it's like, you start from the top and you, you work your way down and it basically like, 
it kind of weeds things out that you can't do because you're like, well, that's not going to take me to where I want to go. So I have to do this instead. So it makes decision making pretty easy, actually. Exactly. And I think this is where many beginning entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that get over to that seven figures mark just get overwhelmed by the sheer yeah. number of things that they could be doing. And I think the, the key to being a seven figure or multi seven figure entrepreneur is that you need to know what to say no to. And being able to say no to the right things and say yes to the right things becomes a critical skill because yeah. I, I saw an interview from Jeff Bezos um, from not too long ago. And he said, at my level of business, I only need to make one, two or three good decisions every day. And that influences the lives of tens of thousands of people. Um, so it becomes yeah. not the quantity of things you do. It's now the quality. And I, it's something that I live by. I love that. That's amazing. Um, what's in your opinion, you're every time I have a conversation with you, you're just such a happy guy. You're just a, a great person. Like, but running multiple seven figure business and multiple, multiple seven figure businesses has a level of stress. So yeah. how do you like, what do you do to cope with the stresses of being a CEO, the stresses of, of building businesses? What do you do to keep yourself, uh, you know, always, always with that smile, always with that energy? Yeah, I, it's an interesting question, mate, because I did struggle with that a lot previously. And yeah. I, I started doing a lot of study into stoicism, of understanding yeah. the, the art of, of being a, just a great human being. Yeah. And the principle that I learned was as an entrepreneur, you need to recognize what is enough because there's so many people who are constantly pursuing the next thing and achieving your goals can sometimes be a fruitless agenda when you don't yeah. understand what enough is because you go, oh, cool, I've just got a best-selling book. Awesome. What's next? I've just created a yeah. seven-figure business. Oh, cool. What's next? You don't even stop to acknowledge like what you've achieved. And by recognizing what is enough and then realizing that anything above and beyond that is extra, that is the yeah. key to happiness because this just becomes yeah. a game. Uh, I, yeah. I treat this as a game. I get out of bed every morning and say, how can I play the game to win? and achieve the, the highest level of impact that I possibly can. And anything that doesn't go to plan is just a lesson. Yeah. I love that, man. That's great. One, uh, one, one last big one for you. What, if there was one thing that you could learn at, you know, for uni, for us, college, uh, if there was one thing that you wish you would have learned in uni or college, what would it be? I think the, the most important thing I feel that I wish I learned earlier was the language of money. Um, how yeah. to use money as a tool to be able to, to achieve what you want in life and business. And what I've come to realize is that there's really only two tradable commodities in this world. There's time and there's money. Most of us are mm -hmm. experts at trading time for money. What we all struggle with is how to trade money for time, to be able to use money to buy back our time, and then ultimately yeah. get to a position where we can then trade money for money. So it's yeah. about playing this game of getting through those three levels to get to that point where we can play the big game of making money and using that money to make more money so we can create more impact in the world. So I wish I, I learned that sooner, uh, but hey, 2020 vision in hindsight, right? Absolutely, man. Jackson, this has been amazing. I think our audience uh, needs to learn more of that from you. Uh, Jackson, where, where can they learn more about you? Where can they learn about building wealth? Um, I know you've got an amazing tool to help people like keep on track around you know, where they're at from their financial freedom standpoint, where can they learn more? 
Yeah, there's a couple of things. So uh, feel free to add me on Facebook to search for me, Jackson Milan. Add me as a friend. I, pro I produce Facebook stories every single day that gives you a new strategy or tactic around wealth uh, that'll help add tools to your kit bag. And we've also got a whole stack of calculators, tools, resources in our free Facebook group. So in my bio, if you click my cover photo, there'll be a link to our Facebook group. So feel free to jump on board. And also we've got a, a, a financial performance scorecard, which is basically the top 40 things that we've recognized as being uh, integral to you creating financial freedom. It takes you about five minutes to complete. And the scary thing is that the average score is about 18 out of 40. And we've done this for thousands wow. of businesses. Now, I don't want you to pay too much attention to your score. I don't care if you're one or you're 40. I want you to focus on the things that are now a no that you could turn into a yes over the course of the next 30, 60 or 90 days. Because this is just about us focusing on progress over perfection I'm and knowing gross, what we yeah. can influence to get the results that you want. I love that, man. Amazing. Jackson, this has been absolutely awesome. I know our audience is going to get a ton out of this. Uh, and for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com to grab your pre-sale copy of the Shit You Don't Learn in College book open now. We're giving away over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. Uh, so you'll want to head over to sidlickbook, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com to check it out now. Jackson, thanks a ton, man. It's been a pleasure. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.